If you're a more energetically sensitive, creative, or entrepreneur who's ready to transform your sensitivities into your superpowers so that you can spend more time in the flow and less time in the internal struggle, then you've come to the right place. The Empathic Entrepreneur Podcast with me, Anna Long Stokes, is a business and marketing podcast where we uncover the roadblocks that most energetically sensitive entrepreneurs and creatives face on their journey to success and how to move past these blocks to live a more purpose-driven and energetically aligned life. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Empathic Entrepreneur Podcast. I'm your host, Anna Long Stokes. Okay, so it's been a little bit longer than I wanted. I hope you enjoyed my Halloween episodes. I got a lot of private DMs about that. A lot of people who I think resonated on some level with that, but didn't necessarily feel comfortable raising their hands publicly and saying, hey, I've I've had similar experiences or, hey, I, you know, I believe you. I understand where you're coming from. So for everyone who reached out and shared their own experiences with me, thank you. I'm going to be doing a follow-up episode to that when the time looks right. I kind of highlighted the worst (laughs) stuff last week and I got to thinking, oh, geez, all these people probably think all my experiences with beings are bad. 95% of them or more are awesome. So I need to do an episode, a follow-up episode about that. But it was Halloween. I wanted to do something a little fun and different. So I hope you enjoyed it. Today, we are going to be shifting topics a little bit and I wanted to talk about energetic sabotage or the way in which we can sabotage ourselves and our energy, however you want to put that. So I decided to discuss this topic today because it's been playing out for me in my personal life and I've been watching it play out for some of my clients as well. So what does it mean to energetically sabotage yourself? Well, I'll just give an example and talk a little bit about something that happened. So if you follow me on Instagram, you might have seen my posts recently. Uh, As I'm wrapping up my time here in Barcelona, I decided to sign up for a pottery class last minute. And um, I have had the most amazing time. And it sounds so silly. It's like, okay, and it's just like a four-day pottery class. Um, What's the big deal? It was totally life-changing for me. And um, the sad thing is I have been toying with the idea of taking a pottery class for like seven years. It's been so long. It's been something I've been interested in. There's been a lot of things I've been interested in that I haven't pursued. And when I peel back the layers and look at what's going on, because I really wanted to do that a bit this week, uh, I was sort of like shocked at myself. Here I am, empathic Anna. So, you know, I'm really intuitive. I'm in touch with myself. Why did I wait so long when I was receiving an internal nudge to take a pottery class? Like, why was I, why wasn't I listening? So I was receiving the nudges for years, but why wasn't I listening? So I wanted to look at this a little bit for myself this week. So it's something I've been looking at during my meditations. And what I've found is that um, 
I have a pattern, and this is something I am aware of, but I didn't realize this was falling into that category, is I have a pattern of um, like withholding pleasure for myself. And I know a lot of people, um, a lot of people struggle with this. It, if you're someone who's had to be responsible a lot of your life, whether it's through having a family or having a business, maybe you had to grow up a little sooner than some of your peers. Like there could be a number of reasons for this, but some of us have a difficult time allowing ourselves what might seem like a frivolous endeavor or a pleasurable endeavor or something that doesn't really have an end game. Like put it this way, I signed up for the pottery class and there was no end game. It wasn't like I'm going to start a pottery studio. I want to make stuff and make money. I want to look cool. I mean, I don't know, like whatever. It was no, there's no reason for it. I, I just felt like, hey, this seems cool. I want to do it. And for some of you, you might be like, Diana, like I have 50 million hobbies and yeah, I just do stuff for fun all the time. I'm not like that. I really struggle to have fun. Jokingly and lovingly, I sort of blame my dad for this. He's like the hardest worker I know. And his hobby is his work. His work is his hobby. He's a woodworker. And um, we did have some hobbies growing up, which was usually like skiing and snowboarding. And my dad's into backpacking. But he kind of just works like all the time. And I can remember from a really young age, like I just wanted to work. Doesn't mean I didn't have fun. Like we had a ton of fun growing up in the country and doing stuff. But like I've just had this drive in me since I was really young that I wanted to provide for myself and I wanted to work. And so right when I was old enough, you know, I got my first job and I always made working, whether it was for somebody else or for myself, I've always made that such a big priority in my life. And it doesn't mean that there hasn't been hobbies that have kind of come in and out. There was a time in my life, I would say, especially in college, where I really allowed myself hobbies. I played the cello. I did a ton of like mod podge crafts. I baked a lot of cookies. And I just had a lot of fun um, doing like sewing. And even in high school, like I took woodworking and I took a pottery class then, which um, wasn't as cool as this one in Barcelona, but it was a start. And so, um, there was times in my life where I totally just was able to enjoy hobbies. But I think when things really changed for myself and it became something that just seemed too frivolous was when I started my, um, my skincare studio where I had a team, you know, I had employees, I had a lot more responsibilities. And at a certain point, um, you know, you go through these periods where you have to work really hard, or maybe, you know, you're taking care of a family member and all of your energy is going into taking care of a family family member. Like just, you can reflect back on your life and think about maybe there are these periods where you really had to like step it up and put your energy into one thing, whether it's work or family. I know a lot of new moms feel this way, but then you never like go back. <laughs> you never go back to having space and time for yourself to just be whatever that looks like for you, whatever hobby that is. Um, you know, it was like this for me when, when I had started my company and I decided to begin going, taking psychic classes. I just had this sense. I'd had this sense for so long. I remember having this conversation in my head where I was like, you 
can do more energy work once you make enough money. You can do more energy work once you make enough money. And I just kind of would like tell myself that I didn't even know what that meant. I just knew that my priority at that point in my life, which was like in my 20s, was figuring out how to like crack the code to take care of myself and um, take care of myself well. I've taken care of myself for a long time, but how to like do it well, Um, make enough money for the things I wanted and to have more freedom for travel. That was really important. But I kept kind of having this nudge to explore more related to healing and energy work, especially since I had started so young at 14 and then just sort of let it kind of fall to the side. So that's when I started taking, you know, I was finally kind of making enough money that I was like, you know what? I I don't, I'm not spending my money on a whole lot else. Like my business is kind of at that point where I'm paying myself now, like I'm going to take some energy work classes. And really in particular, this type of psychic work that I do. Um, I had taken various other classes, but this was like, I just knew this was going to be different. I knew it was going to be a different level of commitment. I couldn't explain it, but in a way, you know, for so long, I'd been kind of like, oh, that's frivolous. And I just kind of put it to the side. And then there was this turning point where I was like, no, you need to do this for yourself. And so then I kind of went on this whole path of really exploring psychic work and clairvoyance and going much deeper into it. And I am here now and it does happen to be my business, but it's also my calling. And so I didn't do it to make money, but after doing it for long enough, I realized this was my calling and I was here to help other people become aware of their abilities and learn how to harness them. So here I am. But that also became sort of serious. That has become something that takes up a lot of my time and a lot of my energy. and. My husband's been saying for years, like, you know, you need a hobby. I even had a psychic teacher do a whole class with us on how to have a hobby and how important hobbies are as an energy worker. And I was like, this was like three months ago, maybe no, two months ago. And I was mind blown because I didn't realize how little I had cultivated myself outside of the basics of what I've had to, which is like being an entrepreneur, being a wife being a dog mom, but like not a whole lot else. And I felt sort of ashamed because I didn't have a lot of interests. I remember sitting there reflecting after that class going, well, what would I want to do? And I couldn't think of anything. And then Barcelona came and I've had a lot of downtime here and I haven't filled it with anything. I've walked, I've eaten food. I've walked a lot more. We've gone to inspiring places, museums. And then eventually that thought came back in like ceramics, pottery, check it out. And so I began doing the Google thing, found a course, signed up for it, got really sick and had to cancel, got better, was able to reschedule. And um, it was life-changing. It was amazing. And so all of this is happening as I'm also working with my private energy mentorship clients, still seeing all my clients while I'm here in Barcelona. And one of them is coming towards the end of her level one mentorship with me. There's three levels um, to work with me privately. And I look at her, she's extremely energy sensitive and 
her spirit is so excited to be doing this work. It's been beautiful working with her. But as her level one is coming to an end, she's saying, yeah, I think I need to put the brakes on. I need to put the brakes on. I know I've wanted to do this for years. I know it's changing my life and I love it. She's saying all of this. These are her words, not mine, but it seems really frivolous. And I, and I was reading this email and it was sort of like I got punched in the gut. It wasn't like she punched me in the gut. It was sort of like the old me came back and I had that feeling of not giving myself the thing that felt frivolous, not giving myself the thing I really wanted because I had some stupid idea. No offense to my client. I'm not saying she has this stupid idea as well, but I had this stupid idea that I had to be making a certain level of income. You know, what I find with income as an excuse for not doing energy work is that it's a stupid excuse. Yes, my private mentorships are 500 a month. Yes, that is out of budget for some people, and I'm working on creating group classes. Most of the clients who tell me it's out of their budget, it's not a truth. They're buying other things. They're on vacations all the time. They're doing this. Like money's just an excuse. Money's just another way. Energy gets in the way of us doing something that seems frivolous for ourselves. When we start stripping away our budgets and the things we want, when I was in psychic school, we were all paying between $325 to $400 a month to go to psychic school for years and years and years. I knew people who would live with their parents so that they could do that or would not pay rent for a month so they could do that or get a second job so they could do that. When you really want to do this work, money is not an issue. And what is an issue is energetic sabotage. And when when essentially there's a part of ourselves, usually an old energy or programming in our space, seems really comfortable and it usually disguises itself as very logical that we don't get to have this thing. We don't get to have this thing for ourselves. So for not everyone will that thing be energy work. For not everyone will that thing be pottery. But I know that there's been certain areas of my life where I've really resisted giving myself uh, the time and putting money towards things. Because time and money tend to be the main excuses. I don't have time for XYZ or I don't have money for XYZ. So the things I've done this with myself about were the energy work. And eventually I got over that and said, F it. I'm doing this. I'm going to make the financial commitment and I'm going to make the time commitment. And I never looked back. I've also done this with like my gym membership. I know I've mentioned this once or twice in this podcast. Like I have a really nice gym I go to and it's not even in the city I live in. I pay a lot of money every year for it because when I go, when I have the chance to go, it makes me feel like a million dollars. And when I feel like a million dollars, that directly pays off. It gives me um, more energy. It gives me more prosperity and abundance in my life. But for years, I was making well, well above what I needed to pay for that membership. And I kept saying, oh, it's frivolous. Like, oh, well, when you, and then I would just like create a random income goal that I would need to hit. And honestly, it was just a freaking excuse. It was like a freaking excuse for me not to give myself the pleasure, um, not to give myself the thing that I really wanted. And so there's been a couple areas of my life where I've seen myself playing this game with myself. And it was always like, 
seemed so logical. Like I'd always, you know, and this is where the money part comes in like, oh, well, it doesn't fit in the budget. Well, budgets are, um, budgets are malleable. You can cut costs and you can make more money. (laughs) Um, I've done all of those my entire life. Usually I just try to make more money though, because I don't like to cut my expenses, but that's just me. Everyone's different. Some people love to, um, live a lean life and find a way to do that. And that's kind of the game they like to play. So speaking of games, like all of this really is kind of a game. So I encourage you, why I'm really bringing this up with this podcast is I just encourage you to pay attention to the thoughts that are coming in and out of your mind as you listen to this episode. Like, what are the classes, experiences, maybe it's a membership, maybe it's a travel plan you've had on hold. Like, what is, what are these things that you've been allowing yourself to kind of sabotage yourself around or create these kind of like unattainable, maybe like unattainable uh, goals? Like with myself, you know, I was had a million dollar company and a great salary. And I kept saying like, that wasn't enough to pay for a $200 a month gym membership. It didn't make any sense, but I kind of was just like withholding. So as you hear my stories about that, I'm sure that there are images or ideas popping into your head about like one or two or three things that maybe you find you've been uh, playing this game with yourself. And I encourage you to take just one for now and just like blow it up. Allow yourself to like um, be in the energy of it, like blow up the excuse and step into the energy of the thing that you really want. Maybe it's the travel, maybe it's the gym membership, maybe it's like a car. I have no idea. But the funny thing I have found as I become more and more aligned with myself and as I move through energy more quickly is that, um, that thing that I spent years holding off on, like, let's say just in this case, it was like the gym membership. Like once I signed up for it, it was fine. Like nothing happened. I didn't, I couldn't not pay my mortgage. I couldn't, you know, uh, not take a trip. Like whatever these excuses I had that I made up in my head, like none of it was true. So I encourage you to see what's coming up for yourself and figure out how to make it a reality and then figure it out later. Like how you're going to make up for it. That may sound irresponsible because that's the logical part of yourself that's going to say you have to be responsible. But that's the thing about energy. Like the logic is trying to sabotage. The energy will get you through. So if you can get through the energy of saying yes to the thing that you want, then your logic cannot sabotage you. It will have to support you. So I guess this is sort of like taking the leap. This is like when I quit my job, I didn't really have enough money to survive, but I just took a leap that the clients would show up. You hear a lot of entrepreneurs talk about that. So what, what is your leap? What's the thing you want? How can you just blow up whatever sabotaging you take that step and then let the logic come in and solve the how to's later. Like once you get things energetically in movement, I guarantee that everything else will come in to support you. Okay, so that is all for today. I hope you found this episode 
little bit inspiring, maybe a little enlightening. Maybe you just like to listen to it and make fun of me and um, my my goofy stories. But um, next time you hear from me, I will be back in the States. I will be back in Oregon. And yeah, I think I'm going to be a little bit more um, available for the podcasting. It's been really hard here. I know I talked about this last week, but it's time zones. It's loud, um, loud neighbors, loud people outside. So podcasting hasn't been super high on my list, but I am keeping in touch with my newsletter list, my empath tribe newsletter list. I highly, highly recommend that if you're not a part of that, that you join. I just launched a new quiz to figure out your empath type and all of that stuff I share first and foremost with my empath tribe uh, in my newsletter. So if you're not subscribed, subscribe and we can keep in touch. Okay, until next time, keep creating. Thanks for listening to the Empathic Entrepreneur Podcast with me, Anna Longstokes. For more information on these and many other topics or to contact me for a consultation, please visit www.empathicpreneur.com. That's empathicpreneur.com. Or check out the show notes for direct links. And hey, if you like this podcast, please remember to take a minute to leave a review and to share with a friend. Until next time, keep creating. Keep creating.